We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And the shot clock turned off. And the fans paying homage after a much-needed win. Explain one of the... And those two have a lot of respect for each other. Steven Silas, known as top pivotal from back when his dad was an assistant here. A lot of respect between those two. Meanwhile, Jalen Runson watches his teammate Emmanuel quickly have a career night. 40 points for Emmanuel quickly. A brilliant performance. Oh, man, did the New York Knicks need that. Oh, <laughs> they should rename the Houston Rockets, the Houston Robitussin. Um, thinking back to an old Chris Rock skit because Chris Rock was in the building tonight at uh, Madison Square Garden. Um, yeah, that team's not very good at basketball. And uh, thankfully, we played them tonight. Um, that was men. It's it's wild uh, as I'm trying to get like an updated score because ESPN is like just not updating its uh <clears throat> It's oh here we go. They finally updated. Uh yeah, final score 137 to 115. It is wild that this game, which ended up in a 22 point win that was actually not that close because the Knicks, I think, at one point went up 30 in the in the fourth quarter. Um I'll throw it back to about an hour and 20 minutes ago when I went on my uh halftime zoom. Shout out to all of the uh Knicks Film School newsletter subscribers who joined me on that. Every uh, every night, and it was uniformly negative. Um, and I couldn't blame anybody because I was not feeling great about it either. Um, the Knicks, I believe, at the half were up sixty six to sixty one. Obviously, sixty six point without sixty six points without your starting point guard. Great stuff. Um, but giving up sixty one points to the Houston Rockets when defense has been an issue, and you want to see the team come out with a requisite level of defensive intensity, and they didn't quite do that. And um, you, it was worrisome. It was worrisome. It's like, where is this team? You know, this is what they do against the Houston Rockets. And, you know, we'll talk about some of the some of the culprits maybe for that um, throughout the throughout the postgame tonight. But uh, it was not what you wanted to see from a team that just had three days off coming off three straight losses that, you know, where defense was really the issue. So to go from that to this um, and like, look, how much of it? in the second half was them upping their defensive intensity. How much of it was uh, them just kind of scoring at will <clears throat> and how much of it was the fact that they played the Houston Rockets. I think it's a little of column A, a little of column B, a little of column C. 
at the end of the day, you did what you had to do. And you came out in the third quarter uh, after this was, again, a five-point game at half. And you methodically willed your way up to 10-point lead, 15-point lead, 20-point lead, and then you kind of coasted from there. So they did what they needed to do tonight. So credit to them for that. Okay. The big game awaits on Wednesday. We'll talk about that later, I'm sure. Um, But before we get there, we are going to talk about young man by the name of Emmanuel Quickly, who I'm not sure if it was on 18 attempts or 17 attempts. I think it may have been on 18 attempts. ESPN has him on 18 attempts. Um, I saw a few tweets that have that had his final stat line at uh, 14 of 17 shooting. I, I guess he took one more shot, maybe that whatever. 40 points. Let's call it 18 attempts. 14 of 18 from the field, nine assists, one turnover. I said it during the game, and I will say it now. Uh, oh, GMAC is ha- it says it's 14 to 17. Okay, well, you, GMAC, you got to call up to find people at ESPN.com and, and tell them that they're wrong on their website currently. Um, <clears throat> I said it during the game. I'll say it again now. I think this was his best game. Um, all due respect to the Boston game, the Boston game was obviously more meaningful. And his ability to will himself to uh, to find an energy reserve in a double overtime game when like everybody else was just I mean, nobody else had it and to do it in the Boston Garden I mean that is a game that we will be talking about I hope for very I mean I think we'll be talking about it for a long time regardless but I hope Emmanuel quickly is here for a long time and we're talking about it you know as as kind of like the 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 moment he announced himself to a national stage that said I think he was better tonight. And I think I don't know that I've ever seen Emmanuel quickly be as in command of an offense. I mean, he was the best player on the floor and, and there's there's no question about that. Um, again, not that there was that much competition tonight. We'll get to why. Um, but yeah, Emmanuel quickly is. And again, this is a third year player. Of all of the things that have happened this season, Jalen Brunson becoming probably one of the, actually not probably, definitely one of the 10 best free agent signings of the last 10 years in the NBA. Um, You know, Julius Randle rediscovering his all NBA form. He was very good on offense tonight. Uh, You know, just the organization stabilizing. I think of all of those, and there's some other things that I'm I'm probably not thinking of, but of all the things, the good stuff that has happened to this organization this year, I really do think that there's a real argument that Emmanuel quickly going from like not quite throwing in the in the Donovan Mitchell trade, like rem- just remember how the like let's I, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but just think back how the reporting went on that, where it was like. Okay, we'll give you RJ in quickly. And then Utah was like, well, no, we want Grimes. And then it was like, okay, well, that's fine. And then, okay, but we still want another pick and like back and forth. The, the read that I got from that at the time, and I, this is just completely me assuming, not me knowing anything, not me anything other than my own assumptions, is like Emmanuel quickly was like a, almost a secondary, not again, not a throw in, but like a secondary fixture and a piece in that trade. 
and at the at the very least, we could deduce from the reporting that the Utah Jazz wanted Quentin Grimes quite a bit more than Emmanuel Quickly. Now, look, Quentin Grimes is had a really nice finish to the night tonight. I love him. I love Quentin Grimes, but like, Quickly has gone from that to a guy that now. Again, we've said it many times this year. He's unequivocally been from day one to day, whatever this is, the third best player on this team. And um, a guy who's good enough that he could sh- could be the best player on an NBA court. And it's not crazy. Uh, so kudos to him. Amazing night from Manuel quickly. Um, not to be outdone. And is, you know, as, as the game turned into a blowout, his, you know, his night kind of lost its luster a little bit. I was very hard on RJ Barrett to start this game as anyone watching on playback will, will tell you. Uh, I may have said some things out of, out of emotion because I've been extraordinarily frustrated with RJ uh, this year. And I don't always let it out in post games because I'm trying to be the reasonable one. And people are like going crazy on him. And I'm like, no, don't go crazy on him. He's, he's this and that. The other thing inside, I'm as frustrated as anyone. And, you know, whether you know there are certain things that he'll do that it's just like we've seen this too many times a couple of those moments to start and then didn't wait to the second half to flip the switch second quarter came out with that second unit absolutely the defense wasn't there not him individually but just in general the team's defense was not there his offense during that stretch in the second quarter um i thought absolutely and maybe i trying to recall might have been in the first quarter as well Uh, but just once he flipped it in the first half massive because quickly was getting his but they needed somebody else and RJ repeatedly going to the hole exploiting Houston exploiting Houston's complete and total lack of rim protection there were a lot of nice passes during that stretch from RJ Barrett there were a lot of nice defensive possessions during that stretch from RJ Barrett Um, and his his Defense continued to be to be uh, very good in the second half as well. He just didn't have the ball as much in his hands. Um, I don't think in the after halftime, but he didn't really need to. Um, so quickly, headliner for sure. R.J. Barrett, very clearly for me at least, the second best and the second most important player in this game. Uh, Julius Randle, we should say, finished with 26 points on 19 shots. Ended up 3 of 8 from deep. Um, got to the line three times. You know, I was a little worried about Randall watching him in this game. And I, it's interesting. The reason why the conversations about Julius Randall are inevitably so convoluted and so complicated and oftentimes so frustrating is because his like Venn diagram of like the mental, the emotional and the physical. And then you, and then you reconcile all that with the on court production versus whatever may be going off on going on off the court and all that. It's all, it's just one big circle. It's just all overlapping and you, you watch him and then he'll have, he'll come out, you know, and defensively in the third quarter, even, but it's, before halftime, for sure, where it's like, okay, how many times are you going to let Jabari Smith Jr. just absolutely blow by you? 
from the corner. And I get Jabari Smith Jr. has had a nice little run, um, is looking like a really, really good player for the Houston Rockets for, for a very long time. The whole thing, but like for Julius to just not be mentally into the game or whatever it was on the defensive end too many times tonight. I mean, I don't, I don't even want to talk about him in transition. It's just, you know, and look, they're playing the Rockets. He's played more minutes in, than anybody in the NBA this season, or maybe he's now second. I don't, I don't know, but he's, he's up there. Um, he's probably tired. He's probably mentally tired. He's probably drained in all sorts of ways, which is why I'm like, I, I'm really, I'm not, I'm not about to get on him. But it, it, if, if we're being honest, am I a little concerned? <laughs> a little concerned, right? You're a little concerned because you, you don't know. You don't have the confidence that oh it's okay it's it's such and such a player it's going to rebound like I would really like to see um, on Wednesday night preferably um, an outstanding two way effort from Julius Randle that's that's what you'd really you really want to see um, you know or at the very least string some string some good games together down the stretch as you're as you try to lock up this playoff spot. So that's my thoughts on Randall. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, shout out to him. I thought he played a very poor first half and then came out. You could argue that he changed the game more than anybody else in the third quarter with his defense uh, and his rim protection. He had three blocks. All of them, I believe, were in the third quarter and talk about some spectacular blocks. I think his energy changed the game as much as anything. Um, We should also mention Isaiah Hardenstein um, plus 32 on the night for iHeart and that is because he was much better than Mitch in the first half for sure and I thought he played an entire game his entire game was outstanding so good stuff from Mitch in the second half Isaiah Hardenstein for the entire game Quentin Grimes good to see him come alive um, there as the game went on hit some threes nine rebounds and six assists for Quentin Grimes filling up the stat sheet which, which you like you know he wasn't hitting shots in the first half you want to see a little bit more consistent scoring output from him. He didn't give up on it, kept at it, ended up on the night four or nine from three. Um, even if some of those did kind of come in garbage time. Uh, OB again, some of this was in garbage time, regardless. Good to see him put up 15 points, three of eight from three. And then, I mean, Josh Hart, what do we have to say about Josh Hart that we haven't said already? He is, um, he's Josh Hart. He does Josh Hart things and they help win games. Last but not least, certainly not least. Deuce with pride. He's going to be an afterthought when we think back to the season because Julius Randle, all-star. Jalen Brunson, I mean, again, best best Nick free agent signing ever. I, I don't know. Um, you know, Emmanuel Quickly's emergence, as we just talked about. Quentin Grimes kind of solidifying his, himself as a as a massive two-way piece. And, and, and go on and on down the list. The Josh Hart trade. Deuce McBride went from a guy who... Not forget last season. Earlier this season, when he was in the rotation, had some, I mean, absolutely ghastly shooting numbers. Uh, offensive efficiency was in the tank, and I haven't looked those up recently. I mean, they—they—I'm sure they're still not great. I mean, the dude went one for four tonight. Uh, his ability to continue to grow and overcome those shooting inconsistencies to just whenever he's on the floor, you know, and Benji said it tonight on the playback, 
He's just, it's a, it's a, he makes a positive impact. He's a winning player. He's the definition of a winning player because all the little things and then some of the big things, um, Deuce McBride does them. And he, he certainly, again, contributed to putting this game away. I thought his minutes in the first half were good, but when he came in the second half, really helped put the game away um, against the Rocket team that, again, I will, I will, I started to talk about the Rockets. I'll finish talking about the Rockets. They just, it's not what you want. If you're a fan of a young team, especially coming off of watching Orlando and the Orlando Magic, who are like, man, is there a team you'd want to root for more in the, over the next five, six, seven, eight years than the Orlando Magic with what they have going on there and how well they're playing and everything? And, and the flip side of that, that's tanking done right. The flip side of that coin is what Houston's doing. So whatever you beat, who's on your schedule. Uh, Knicks are back to 10 games over 500. They are back for the moment, at least to two and a half games. I don't know how we're still two and a half games up um, on, on uh, the, the for the five seed, but here we are. Um, <laughs> Jalen Brunson and Emmanuel quickly with a little love fest on, on, uh, on Twitter. You love to see it. Okay. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, Andrew, Claudio, you want to uh, come up here for a moment? Want to come up here for the inju- personal injury report? Let's do it. Okay. Personal injury report presented by our good friends at Weiss and Rosenblum. As Andrew stares into the abyss. There it is. There it is. Uh, don't forget, if you think you might have a case, again, this is the best part about Weiss and Rosenblum. We love our partnership with them. Shout out to Barry Weiss and Amy Rosenblum. Um, Barry Weiss, a great Nick fan. Uh, if you think you might have a personal injury case, call them up. They'll spend as long as you want on the phone with them uh, or on the phone with you explaining everything, any questions you have, the whole thing. 212-366-6100. Again, 212-366-6100. Or visit com for more information. Uh, prior results don't guarantee future outcomes. But again, no case is too big or too small. Go with a veteran, not a rookie. We have another personal injury report because Jalen Brunson didn't play tonight. He did not. And credit to you, Andrew Claudio. What did I say? Because on your pregame podcast, oh yeah, you said I don't expect Jalen Brunson to play tonight, and I said, man, I, I can't believe I've entrusted Andrew Claudio with the microphone, the, the sacred microphone of Nick's Film School. Of course, Jalen Brunson is going to play tonight. Mm. He's at three days off. I, he could not be more wrong, this Mister Claudio fellow. And sure enough, yeah, blind squirrel found himself an acorn. Don't worry. I, I, I was honest. I was genuinely surprised that they sat him out. Um, and I get it. Like, you know, Miami game's coming up. I, I guess you want him rested. I, I'm i of the opinion that if he could have played tonight, he would have played. And they felt that he was not ready to play. That's my like, thought, too. I also, like, to go behind the scenes, um, I don't, like, I know you were kidding, but I recorded that before we got the report that he was a full participant in practice. Oh, so okay. I was going off the information of um, what we knew so far, and it's that it's a sprained hand, and I have no idea the severity of it. Um, yeah, I'm, are I'm you worried? Gonna, I will be Wednesday if he's not playing. <laughs> I mean, it's a cop out answer, but look, I would never think this franchise is just sitting out a guy because of how weak the opponent is. They, especially with how they've clearly needed him against Orlando, clearly needed him against uh, Minnesota. Clearly needed not Minnesota. Clearly, clearly needed him against uh, Charlotte two weeks ago. Who's who's the coach? Exactly. 
Um, so I can't go that far, but um, they clearly didn't need him tonight, uh, at least yeah. not in the second half. So I, you, you hope he's this is like precaution, like he was at 70 percent. And then when they really looked at the film, they were like, we could probably like beat you with no beat the Rockets with no Jalen Brunson in 28 minutes or Randall. So let's let's be on the more on the cautious side and have him come back for for Miami, where we'll need every offensive weapon we have. I just think that like you want to go into that Miami game. Like that's a playoff game. Yeah. So you, you know, it's like, it's all hands on deck. I, I, you know, I know it's not literally a playoff game, but it is, you know, I I think it's, I think of it as a playoff game. Um, Okay. Uh, Moment of the game. Moment of the game. I have some interesting candidates. All right, let's go through this. Together. I don't spend too long on this, but let's go through it together. Um, I, so. What happened? No, I have to. Um, I mean, I have to pay homage to the, to the Cam Hive, so I put on the Blazers game. Oh, okay. Shout out to the Cam Hive. Shout out to the Cam Hive. I hope your boy plays 20 minutes tonight. Oh, that's right. We can't talk about his minutes. My bad. <laughs> Listen, they they're meaningful to me tonight because we need the Blazers to win over yes. the Pelicans. Meaningful no, so, minutes. Yes, we need the Pelicans to lose so that way the Dallas pick can continue to get better. Shout out to the Dallas Mavericks who won tonight, um, and then shout out to the Pacers for laying down on the tracks so that way the they could win tonight. So they better that's the sit. Type of scoreboard watching we're doing tonight. They they better sit all those players in the, the last. Uh, Three games of the season. Two of their play. last okay. three games. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. Um, the Mitch block where he took the ball out of the poor man's hands. Where he palmed it and basically like stripped it. And it was a strip block is what I called it. It has to be it. Yes. That's one. Um, okay. You want to do it- Isaiah Hardstein to Quentin Grimes for the backdoor cut? There you go. That's another. That's 80. That made it 89. 78. Eight nine seventy eight. Okay, and then we got to have a quickly one. So I I have a couple other options. So I couldn't find oh, an Emmanuel quickly. On. No, no, I, I just couldn't find like one specific quickly one. So you, you go, but then I'll, I'm going to go. I'll give well, you a, a quick one. There's multiple quickly like um. There's an and one that he hit to get yep. him out himself up to over thirty I, points. There, I, I had that written down. The moments for me of quickly of the game are his two free throws to get to 40, but more impressively, he got checked back into the game when they were up 30 with the chance to get 30, get 40, and he opted to get two assists instead, both on Grimes three-pointers. So that, I think, is the most impressive part about his game is that he wasn't just a scorer. He was a facilitator, too. I think... If you're going to have something, because I think that the first two candidates have to be in there. I think if you're going to have a non quickly candidate for the third spot, it could be the, it was actually a three way, three way sequence for Deuce, where it was the, it was defense and offense and defense for Deuce, but that was in garbage time. So I don't know mm-hmm. how I feel about that. The quickly one I was thinking actually, I think it was an alley oop to Mitch that made a 59 54. Yes. In the second quarter and then stole the ball and made it, I guess, 61. 154. Yep, those so are on there. Back to back. So there's, th- there's a couple. Yes, we could do that. There's a couple okay. other OLIs I just want to highlight. Okay. So um, I wrote down the Randall buzzer beater to make it 102 to 90. I, I'm with you that I don't necessarily think that a Randall moment should be on there, which is why it's an outside looking in. Um, that was the third quarter. 
made it a double digit lead going into the fourth. Yeah. This was very nearly a single digit game going into the fourth quarter. What a wild game. They, they executed extremely well in the fourth. They, the, 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 it's weird to say that a 22 point game is this way, but the score is closer than it actually was. Shout out to Trevor Keels for not his fault, but his minutes were when the Rockets kind of, um, you know, uh, missed it. So, um, anyway, um, or got back into it, I should say. Uh, the deuce block of Shangun. Back into it. <laughs> they cut it down to 20, is my point. <laughs> I was so low key. I was kind of hoping the Rockets cut it, hit one more three. Why? Because then the Knicks would have won by 19 on the night that they honored. Oh, Willis Reed. wow. Yeah. That's I was good. like, I was, I, it was good. Like, too serendipitous. You shouldn't root for that because I was just like at this, at a certain point, like, okay. One more three, Houston, but you couldn't even do that, right? No, that's a um, good job by you. So the deuce block is Shangun was like a moment where like, oh, this game's over. And then there's a weird sequence. We were watching it and it was kind of we were relaxed more in the post in the playback mm-hmm. where Hartenstein, uh, there was a miss three and he dove for a loose ball to save. Oh, yeah. And it led to an OB three that he missed. And then Hartenstein dove again. The Knicks are up 130 yep. to 99. And then Houston was able to get the rebound, but you like the hustle. Then on the defensive side of the ball, he blocks Boban and then their hands got tied. And like <laughs> Hartenstein basically treated it like the opening of John Wick three. He just didn't have a book with him. I, w- I was going to make a comp to like go walking down the aisle where you hold your partner, yes. uh, your bridesmaid partner or whatever. It's literally that where they were walking back up the court. Like here comes the bride was being played. So yeah. that was just, um, I, I noted the hustle up by 31. So lots of the three that we mentioned. And that's the thing, right? It's like, yeah, they played the Rockets, but there was a version of this game where this was like the Rockets have cut it to single digits with five minutes left. You know, that's not what the game turned into. And you like that. Um, Last thing I'll just say, uh, and you just made me think of it with the Julius three. This game was 99 to 90 before the Julius three. Um, From that point forward, New York went on a 33 to nine run. So starting with the Julius series, 33 to nine run. Yep. Pretty good. Yeah. And the rest is history. And now we, uh, let's go Raptors. And then we welcome in the Miami heat for one more man. Can the Raptors win that freaking game? They absolutely can. I know they can. Yeah. Like you're, you're shocked before, which I'm also based on where things were on Orlando about, how are we two and a half up? It's gained ground in the past four days. Think about it, that. It feels like the sky has been falling. And yeah, like you said, it they gained ground. Is this wild. is just a reminder. The Magic have given a lot of people fits like they did to, our, to the Brooklyn Nets last yes. night. And just a reminder, as much as some respect the Miami Heat, they are a very flawed team as well. They just didn't play like it when they played the Knicks last Wednesday. Um. Yeah, and then just very last thing to get out of the way in terms of um in terms of uh where like clinching or this and that. I did did the math last night. Let me I pretty sure. Um with this win, the for for it not to go to a tiebreaker with Brooklyn, specifically with Brooklyn, um the Knicks can now go three and three the rest of the way. So games against Miami, Cleveland, Washington, two against Indy and New Orleans. If the Knicks go three and three the rest of the way, the um, Brooklyn Nets would have to go seven and zero. They would have to not lose another game 
to beat the Knicks in the standings outright. And here's why that matters, uh, because the Knicks are in all likelihood, not guaranteed yet, but in all likelihood going to own the tiebreaker. Um, it would it would take a, a kind of a complete and total collapse. They would have to lose not only against Miami and Cleveland, but they would have to lose one of those other in-conference games. So the two games against Indiana and then the game against Washington. Um, and as long as they don't do that. So like things are very well set up for them to be in the top six when all this is said and done. Now you could put all of this to bed if you go beat Miami on Wednesday, but yeah. They, exactly. Just win Wednesday and then you don't officially take your foot off the pedal or completely exhale, but no, that no, will no, go no, a long way that. toward because then you're up three on on Miami. You have the tiebreaker there. That's a division, not a division. That's a conference win, which adds more to the tiebreaker you're eventually going to exactly. have on the Nets. Yes, um, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Just avoid any scenario of a three way tie. Plus, 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 plus. If you want to go to magic numbers, the Knicks' magic number to clinch the five seed is now five because they won tonight. It was six going in. It's now five. If you win against Miami. It goes down to, I believe it goes down to two. Like down to three. No, because you, uh, you gain three because then you have the tiebreaker because it's a Nick win, a Heat loss, and then you have the tiebreaker because the Knicks then don't need to get to 48 wins to officially win. They need to get to 46. I think it might depend on what Miami does against Toronto tomorrow, but we'll, yeah, we'll, we can get back. Whatever. Just beat, beat Miami, guys. Beat Miami. How about that? Yes. Beat Miami. It goes even okay. farther. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about Game Time. Is there an upcoming event you're trying to get tickets to? Whether it be tickets to one of the final home games of the Knicks season, or maybe it's a concert or a comedy show. Whatever it is, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped up for the fun you're going to have. Currently browsing through the Game Time app and I see all the events coming up in the area, whether it be the Knicks home game against the Miami Heat on Wednesday or home opener tickets for the Mets and Yankees. The Game Time app is so easy to navigate. You can search by category like sports, music or shows or search by teams like the Yankees, Islanders or Knicks. I have to say that my favorite feature is the full 3D peripheral view you get whenever you select a seat. Just select a seat that's within your price range, move the phone from left to right and get a good idea of the view you'll have during the event. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Game time is also the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. And for a good reason. As I mentioned, get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps and you're set. Tickets are then sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free-throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals, and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your 
own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy, conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool60 and use code FilmSchool60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool60 and use code FilmSchool60 for 60% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Let's get to Super Chats. I'm sure we have some excited people as they should be. This was an exciting exciting night. It's a good night. Okay. First up, Keith. What's going on, Keith? How are you? Um, I saw you sent me a DM. I apologize. It's been a busy couple of days. I will get back to you soon. Um, Bounce back game. We handled business. IQ is such a treasure, and I don't even want to think about him being in another uniform. Let's be ready for Wednesday. It'll be a playoff atmosphere. Shouts to KFS. Thank you, man. Um, yeah, I don't want to either. And, and you're, I think you might be alluding to today's today's newsletter in which I kind of speculated about Winhorst's um, podcast last week in which he said the Knicks are positioned to get, you know, trade for two stars. And for anybody who didn't read it, well, first of all, go read it. It's free for anybody who wants to read. And second of all, if you play that out to its logical conclusion... The Knicks trading for two, uh, he said, star level players, which is important verbiage. Um, probably that means sending out not only all of the picks, but like, if not every good young player on this team, like a lot of them. And um, it just is a very interesting scenario to me because this to me, you know, unless you're unless you're getting like a Joel Embiid or a Luka Doncic or like one of those caliber of players where it's like, okay, they have this player now and they are instantly a contender. Unless you're doing that. I I don't know that this team needs to needs to shake it up to that degree. And I think it's, it's much more a degree of, or much more a matter of trading for a guy or guys who are the right fit. And that is in part because the players they have here right now not only fit very well. Emmanuel quickly is a perfect fit for this team in so many ways, but they're also really freaking good. And I'll I'll say it again. I think we're I think we're not far off. If he if his growth curve continues the way it has gone this year, I'll talk about Emmanuel quickly. I don't think it's crazy that we're discussing him as a as a top 50 player in the league at some point in the next, I don't know, year, two years, whatever it is. I, I think that's where this is headed for him. Uh, again, third year player. Third year player. 
So pretty good. Pretty good stuff from IQ. Thanks, Keith. Dan Hidalgo, what's going on? Thank you for the generosity, Dan. Could be on an island here, but IQ has a higher ceiling than Brunson. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm gonna go back to that. We would be the most dangerous. We would be the most dangerous with Jalen off the bench. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> That's not happening. You'll sooner get me as the starting point guard than Jalen Brunson coming off the bench for the New York Knicks, unless he's like 37 and it's the end of his career. Uh, I don't know about an IQ Brunson backcourt. Gonna end it here because before I say something too blasphemous, I think you've crossed that bridge already, Dan. Um, so I, I'll go. I'll lean on Benji as I do two to three times a post game, and um, when Brunson, it's not that I. I so the Brun, numbers, the numbers for this team with quickly and Brunson, and most almost all of those. Well, I know. Let me rephrase that. The numbers that have been most exciting to me with Jalen and quickly on the floor at the same time, or the best numbers really, and it's a small sample size, have been with Julius off the court. And I find that interesting because it's with Obi. It's with, who's more of a cog. It's with Har- a lot of those are with Hardenstein, who's again, good passer, maybe, a, you know, can do some more things offensively than, than Mitch. And it's, you know, it's with whatever shooter you want out there. Like those, those again, it's kind of small sample size, but those lineups have absolutely destroyed teams. It's. I don't have an issue with Brunson and Quickly together. What what Benji's point is, and then I'll regurgitate here, is that when Quickly is out there with both Brunson and Randall, you lose what makes him special. So I think he is the perfect six man for this team, and I think he's going to win six man of the year because he's so perfect. I can't. In terms of like a higher ceiling than Brunson, like here's what I'll give you defensively. Brunson could never be what quickly is. Just physically, he doesn't he doesn't have the tools. And we may not even have seen quickly's ceiling defensively yet. So, and that's a big part of the game. And I think for as much as as Jalen Brunson has advanced as a pull up shooter this year, I think quickly is still better than him in that department as well. And certainly, again, there's I think an additional ceiling there. It should, what's tough for me here is like Emmanuel quickly has gotten a lot better creating for himself on the ball. I mean, God knows we saw it tonight. We saw it in the Boston game. We've seen it a lot this year at other times, especially when he's running second units where it's just like, okay, Emmanuel quickly is going to get into the lane. He's going to dribble into those 8, 10, 12, 14 footers and like there's, they're going to be money. And he's been hitting some obscene number from like the short mid range. I think he's been hitting, I, I haven't looked it up in a week or two, but like since January 1st, Quickly hitting like 60% of his short mid-range or something insane. Um, so like that's all great. Jalen Brunson's one of the top 10 shot makers in the league. Just full stop. And I mean, there was a stack going around recently that I had checked actually a, a day or so before it came out. And I think I mentioned it in a newsletter. Like on isolation scoring amongst high volume guys, Jalen Brunson's the second best isolation scorer in basketball to Kyrie Irving, who, you know, other NBA pros think of as like one of the top five to 10 isolation scores ever. Um, that's how good Jalen Brunson is. Now there are other parts to the game than that. And I think Jalen Brunson excels at some of those other things too. I don't know. I don't know the, we don't need to pit the two of them together or, or against each other. Like they're both really good. I'm happy we have them both. And I absolutely think there is a universe where they are both New York Knicks for a long time. Um, despite the fact that Emmanuel quickly recently did come out and say, you know, I want to start eventually. 
you know, and I, I don't, I don't take that lightly. Um, so we'll see. Thanks, Dan. Jesse M. What's going on? He's got trunks for tree legs. <laughs> Line of the night. If you know, you know. Thanks, Jesse. Appreciate it. Danny Gardner. Feel better now than at the half. Danny, you were, you were losing it. You were losing it at the half. I was. I gotta say, it wasn't just you. I mean, Jason. Oh my God. Are we get. I don't know if Jason's in the chat. Jason at Meredith. Shout out to Jason. He was done. He's like, I'm done. This team's not doing anything. Um, which I don't know how, how differently he feels because again, this is against the Rockets, you know. But uh, this this is a really good basketball team, and 76 games worth of data. It, it doesn't evaporate with a poor three game stretch, you know, especially a, a poor three game stretch in which you just saw absolutely unsustainable shooting from the opponent. And then sure enough, in the first quarter tonight, the, the, the Rockets go out and they shoot six for six from the mid range, which is like, you know, not something you usually say. Thanks, Danny. Hamdi, what's going on, Hamdi? Thank you for the generous contribution. Appreciate all the generosity, guys. Seriously, I, I never say it enough. Um, one down, one to go. Thank you, IQ. I like that Randall got to rest in the fourth quarter, ready for Miami. I didn't even think of that. Um, oh, my God. Did he go back to the quote? Tibbs went back to it. Winning is more fun than fun is fun. Yes. Amen, brother. Amen. Um, yeah, Randall, did he play 30 minutes tonight? I'm going to guess he did not play 30 minutes tonight. Julius Randall, 28 minutes tonight. Quickly only played 30, actually. The only guy who played a lot was Grimes. RJ, 29. Mitch, 20. Hart, 25. Hardenstein, 24. Yeah, so good night to rest the guys. Um, let's go get it against Miami, man. I'm excited for that game. I, I I really want Brunson to play. I really want Brunson to play so badly. Um, because that is, I don't know, Andrew. Don't 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 come up here. But I want you to think about this for a while because you're the historian. Um, and then you ch- ch- pop in whenever you think about it a little bit. Biggest regular season Nick game since when? I don't know. It's been a long time. Thanks, Andy. Robert Cross. What's going on, Robert? Oh, I have a feeling I know what's coming. It's your boy, John. I am not one to stir the pot, but but what happens when IQ decides, decides that he is a starting point guard this summer? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Hashtag 53 wins. Um, mm. So there's two parts to this, right? The as the oh the the Blazers just cut it to nineteen to thirty nine to twenty one, so I don't think the, the we're getting any help with the Pelicans losing tonight, uh, which would affect the Mavs pick anyway. So there's two elements to this. There is well, first of all, the Knicks don't have to engage Emmanuel quickly in his camp at all this summer because he's not a restricted free agent yet. He's extension eligible. He's not a restricted free agent. Um. And if you do extend him, here's the other part of it. If you do extend him, it brings in the uh, poison pill provision, which makes him very hard to trade. So if you're a Knicks team that 
likes having as many options at your disposal as possible, which I think this front office clearly does. Are you... Oh, it's Kevin Knox. Um, sorry, I got to turn this game off. Very distracting. Um, if you're a Knicks... Like, is there... Does that factor in at all? Like, if So basically, if you're trading Emmanuel quickly... Or sorry, if you're, if you're re-signing Emmanuel quickly this summer... And this should not be any crazy thing, but it does need to be said. You're re-signing him with the notion of like, he's going to be here long-term. Like we're not signing him to just go, go ahead and trade him at the deadline or maybe even next summer. Although next summer the poison pill gets lifted like, and, and I, and this is where it really comes down to brass tacks. What's the offer? Cause I guarantee you. And again, this is to me where the, I, I view myself as a starter or I want to be a starter someday. This to me is where those comments carry more weight than the practicality of like literally him starting. If Emmanuel quickly thinks he's good enough to be a starting point guard in the league, like go go sort the starting point guards by salary. And you know, I I, I off the top of my head, I'm guessing you're going to get down to like the 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st, maybe starting point guard before you get to a guy that makes under $20 million a year. And keep in mind, a lot of these contracts were signed before what is going to be a very significant spike in the salary cap, not only this summer, but the summer after that. So if your manual quickly is like, are you willing, are you willing to sign a contract that is under a hundred million dollars, which is a number that we spitballed when he was really, you know, going off several weeks ago before this slump. If I was him, I don't know that I would settle for anything less than a four, four year, hundred million dollar deal. Um, do they offer that? And in offering that money, is that their way of saying like, look, we can't promise. You, and I mentioned this recently. It, it, we can't offer you a starting job here right now but we could pay you like a starter. And, it, you know, Robert, you know better than anybody. Money talks and bullshit walks. And it's not like he won't start here occasionally. And this is gets into a little bit of what me and Benji talked about, which is like Jalen Brunson, guy gets nicked up, going to miss some games. Uh, he could be a starting two guard alongside Jalen Brunson. So it's like, look, man, you're, you're here. You're probably going to start 20, 25, 30 games a year. We know it's not a starting point guard, but I don't know. I, I'm fascinated to see how that how that negotiation goes, and whether there is real progress, or whether it, we get reports like the two sides are far apart. You know, and and could and by the and last but not least, and you don't want to hear this, and I don't want to say this, but like, could that impact their decision making process when it comes to whether to include him in trades? It's a lot going on.